You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. If I could be proud of anything about this podcast, it'd be the intro song. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. It's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Rome, and the Fantasy Fish. The fuck's going on, y'all? How's it going, guys? All right, so uh, leading into the football season, just right around the corner, I feel like a kid. It's Christmas vacation. You know it's happening. It's coming. You're so excited. We've been so patient. A lot of injury news that was unfortunate, you know, with ETN and... All that other bullshit. But, hey, you know, that's part of football. Uh, let's let's uh, go ahead and let's dive right into the news and notes. First off, I'm going to start with an interesting one. Seattle Times reports that the Seattle Seahawks tight end Gerald Everett is becoming a favorite target for Russell Wilson. <laughs> is that news or is that noise? Noise. I love it. Yep. I think, I, look, look, at, he made Will Disley a thing. I think Gerald Everett's going to be an absolute monster this year. He's going to be so much fun to watch. Well, what I find interesting about Gerald Everett is he, uh, a lot of the Rams coaching staff is now coaching in Seattle and now you're bringing in, um, Everett's and, you know, super athletic. He never really got to shine because with Tyler Higbeast waiting in the wings, you know, it was never really his position. So, you know, plus you got DK, you got Tyler Lockett, a lot of opportunity there because they don't really have a true wide receiver three in Seattle. So, uh, Fish, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I like it. I think that Seattle's been trying to get a tight end that's serviceable for a while now. Yeah. And with the change in the offensive coordinator and what the news is coming out as, I th- I think that it's a good – and he's a late – he's going late. So it's definitely something to consider someone to consider yeah. drafting because of the value that, you know, it's it's make or break for him. He might be someone that doesn't pan out and you got to cut, but it's it's certainly one that I think is worth the risk. Definitely. Uh moving on, Cortland Sutton, wide receiver of the Denver Broncos, does not expect to be on a snap count in week 1. So Cortland Sutton owners rejoice, although at the same time Teddy White Gloves is throwing it, so we'll see how that We were actually having like a heated, not heated, but a debate about the Bridgewater Drew Locke news because, you know, for those of you that don't know, Teddy Bridgewater has been officially named the uh, quarterback for the Denver football Broncos. Rome and I, and Fish too, we were all kind of like, we get it. You kind of wish it was Locke, but you get it. I mean, it is what it is. But, Rome, I see yeah. it on your head. I'm, what are your I'm thoughts? Just, I'm just sad. I'm just sad about it. I feel like they put a cap on their own offense. I think they could be deadly with a guy like Locke, his ability to chuck the ball down the field. I don't know if Bridgewater's that guy. Like, I just don't I don't see it. I hope he proves me wrong because I think that offense has got potential to be fucking great, like really, really great. Mm. But I don't know. I, I don't like the fact that they're capping it off already. But, hey, if he won the job, he won the job. I mean, my, my point for Teddy Bridgewater was last year, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore were both 1,000-yard receivers. So, I mean, the upside is there. But, you know, Fish, you and I were talking about how 
Teddy Bridgewater takes tends to take the more conservative approach to games more because, like how I said, he for lack of a better word, he's had a pretty unsuccessful NFL career thus far. So I mean, he I think he plays it close to the chest because he doesn't want to lose his job. Yeah, but if you think about it too, one thing that I thought about just now was they do have a lot of good receivers that could get the yard after catch. Mm-hmm. Judy and so they could do that short intermediate West Coast offense and throw up huge numbers with Teddy Bridgewater. So maybe Judy's the 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 wide receiver to own in Denver then. I think he is. Because mm-hmm. cause, well, cause Sutton's your big body take the top of the defense off. Um, you know, Noah Font, you got your uh your mismatch in the middle of the field. So Font and, and Judy could be the, you know uh moving on. The, not too surprising. Uh Travis Fulgham, the random wide receiver that was a superstar for a game or two is now on the uh, roster bubble heading into final cuts. That surprise anybody? No, he sucks. I told you guys all that last year. It's be shit. <laughs> um, Eagles also waived carry on Johnson uh, from IR. So now he's free to sign with another team. I'm really sad about carry on. I loved him in college and I, I thought he could have been something really cool. Uh, just, you know, unfortunately, just the health is not there. And that, that really, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, he, I think I drafted him last year and it, as a f- kind of flyer, and I don't think he did anything the whole year. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot. Biggest news. Sony Michelle was traded to the Rams. What's funny is, is uh, listeners, you haven't been introduced to Director Ross yet. At some point in time, he'll be on the show. But long before... In in uh in a dynasty draft we had, he drafted Sony Michelle late, and he goes because he'll probably get traded to the Rams, and lo and behold, he got traded to the Rams. And that fucking guy. I was actually talking. Well, I was I was just talking about it too, and I was like, you know, Michelle's going to be the starter. It's not Henderson because again, if you are so sold on Henderson, and they and the Rams, I'm pretty sure the Rams don't have a draft pick till 2050 at this point in time. <laughs> Because they dra- traded away a, a fourth and a sixth, I believe. And Sean McVay did come out today and said that Daryl Henderson will have a huge workload. So I don't know if Michelle's really the, the one that's be, to be the starter or if they were looking for more reliable depth. I, I just feel like, why would he come out and say that? If Daryl Henderson's supposed to be the guy... You wouldn't have to come out and say, he's going to have a very big role. Man, he ain't going to have shit. Yeah. It's going to be Sonny Michelle from the start. Daryl Henderson will play. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be what it was supposed to be with Akers and Henderson. What it sucks for is the guys that fucking drafted Akers as this flyer, or like I did in my Dynasty draft, because now it's almost useless. What the hell's the point? They've got Sony. They've got Henderson. they got too many bodies. Sony's got health issues too, though. He's got arthritis in the knee, so like it. Uh, Henderson can still have a value. I'm not no. saying he's where he was before, but I think Henderson will be the one A to Michelle's one B. But I think ultimately Michelle will take the job because if healthy, Sony Michelle's skill set is very similar to Cam Akers in the sense that you know they can catch, they're quick, they're powerful, they can you know they can run into, they can run towards daylight. Henderson, again, I've said it a thousand times. If they were sold on Henderson, they wouldn't keep bringing bodies in. And the reason why they let 
Malcolm Brown walk was because they were fine with Henderson being the backup to Cam Akers. Had they known that, like, like, I mean, obviously you can't predict injury. If they knew Akers was going to get hurt, then Malcolm Brown would be the starter and Henderson would still have the same role that he had last year. So I think this will ultimately become Sonny Michelle's backfield. It's just a matter. And I predict probably more like week five ish, four or five, because it's good. He had no camp with the Rams. He's got to learn McVay's offense. But come week four or five, it'll probably be Sony Michelle as the starter. And that and that would be his big role. <laughs> his first five games. My biggest thing with trades like this is that it's so late that we don't have time to see how they want to use them in preseason. Mm. I know preseason doesn't you don't see a lot anyways, but at least you get an idea of what they're thinking. And you just there's just no way to predict it. So it almost drops the value, like it almost makes both of them lose value because like we don't have a way to see this before we are getting into our drafts mm-hmm. and it just it becomes another backfield that's hard to predict well it's scary because now like here you are in the fourth fifth round and you're like well do i take henderson do i take michelle like me personally i wouldn't really look either of them like maybe come six seventh round if they're there then yeah maybe i would take a, a risk on and i would give the edge to michelle over henderson because uh, i think henderson he is 208 pounds but he's also 5'8". Now, they say 5'8", but you know that motherfucker's 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, like, they, they always say, like, oh, yeah, he's 5'8". Like, nah, dude, you're you're tiny, and that's okay. Michelle's the better running back is the bottom line. He was he was a first-round draft pick, what, like four years ago? Something like that? Yeah. So, I mean, he and Henderson was a second or fourth. No, I think he was like a fourth. Actually, let me look that up. That's going to bother me. I mean, while you're looking it up, I was <laughs> – this prompted me to do something today. I decided to go back and look at highlight tapes of Sony Michelle in college. I got to be honest, man. I don't really know how he was a first round pick. He doesn't have top end speed. He, I mean, he really doesn't. He's getting ran down by everybody. But again, he's powerful, and I think he runs. I think he'll run this offense that McVeigh's got pretty damn good. I think he will. And well, he can catch the ball, you know. So I, I think. Well, Henderson was a third round draft pick, so, but I mean, you know what? So maybe maybe Michelle's college tape wasn't the greatest, but Bill Belichick wanted him. I mean that that should speak volumes. Yeah, but Bill Belichick also makes people look better than they are or did yeah, at the time. True. All right, moving on. Your boy Kenny Galladay has yet to return to practice, and that's very very scary. Man, buckle up for another eight weeks of. Him not knowing what he's doing, if you've got him. Like, what do you do with Galladay at this point in time? Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I mean, it sucks because, like, if if it's like the fourth, fifth round and Kenny Galladay's on the board, you see that name and it's so sexy. You're like, oh, God, Kenny Galladay. But then you're like, oh, God, but, oh, God, it's Kenny Galladay. You know, it's... it's, Yeah, I don't think you could pick him if you already drafted. You have him. You can't cut him, really. And you can't move him, so you're kind of stuck. Yeah, well, like, and then, plus, like, I'm really just worried about the Giants' offense, though. Daniel Jones is a bad quarterback. And that, and yeah. their backup, like, Colt McCoy or something like that? I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. No one knows who their back. I don't even think the Giants know who the back. Actually, who is the Giants' backup? I'm going to look that up, too. I got to have this stuff ready. Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon might actually be a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Oh, man. Yeah, not I don't know much. about that. I think Danny Dimes is going to turn it on this year. If Galladay plays, 
I think he's going to throw up the best numbers. If he plays this hurt game bullshit that he's been doing for the last two seasons, it's a wrap. Also, Saquon stays healthy. True. Could help the passing game out. Yeah. Actually, here's a a thing I didn't see this until just now. Uh, Cortland Sutton's actually expected to play on Saturday in the preseason game. So Nice. I want to see it. Yeah, I'll watch. Let's see it. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. ramped up his practice activity on Thursday, taking on 11 and 11 reps. You know, he had the ACL tear in October. So I guess, you know, hey, promising, you know, you're not taking those reps if you're not ready to play. So that that's good. Uh, same thing with that ACL stuff. Saquon Barkley, he took eight, as in Ocho, live reps on Thursday, which is actually big because that was uh, his first real rep since tearing his ACL last season. And... Uh, Jordan Ranon, ESPN writer, he says that Barkley looked natural and that Barkley felt good after the reps. So promising, you know, hey, you like to hear that. Yeah, I mean, he's looked good. He's looked good in any of the little reps that I've seen him do. It's not full speed. It's not full contact. But, man, he's such a, an amazing body. All thighs, all ass, and speed. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Body never got to be cold dead very long. Titans signed running back Javian Hawkins, the uh, offseason hot commodity coming out of Atlanta. So, I mean, you figure he was going to end up somewhere. Fish, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, he did good. Cool. I mean, he's not going to play. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. So just wait for him to get cut by the get it. Wait for him to get cut by the Titans. It, well, I mean, he, they could keep him as a as a backup. So I don't necessarily think he's going to get cut, but Derek Henry is going to take 80% of the snaps. Like you're not going to get a lot. There's no value in him for fantasy. Purposes. 80% mm-hmm. 90. Yeah. You got nobody. Else. Um, I'm, I'm being generous. <laughs> this is a kind of an interesting one. Quarterback Deshaun Watson, uh, the athletics, Aaron Rice reports that Deshaun Watson could be a healthy scratch during the football season this year. Because it's just been an absolute shit show down there in Houston. Do you can you draft Watt? Like, what do you do? Not what do you do with Watson? I'm not picking him. It, it, no one knows if he's going to get traded. They are. They're saying they aren't going to trade him. He's saying he's not going to play. You know, I've I've retracted a lot of things here from uh, Watson. I, I was high on him. He was my eighth ranked player or eighth ranked quarterback. Listen, mistakes have been made. Because the reality of it and the epiphany that I had, he's not going to play this year. Even if he's healthy, right? The FBI got involved to all that bullshit that happened. With the FBI getting involved, the investigation has to open up. It's going to push past the season. So he's going to be free to play this year. But how's he going to play this year if it ain't going to be in Houston? He don't want to play in Houston. They paid him all that money, and he said, Man, fuck your money. I don't want it. I'm, I want out. And they say, okay, well, you're not. You can sit on the bench behind watch Tayrod Taylor suck it up. I don't know. I don't understand why. They, why don't they trade the guy? Like he ain't gonna play well, for they you. Will. You're paying him twenty million dollars just to just to fucking. Sit I think there. they will trade him, but why this would you trade no him before the end of the season? You wouldn't sit there if you're if you're thinking about it, going, okay, where can I get the best value for Deshaun Watson? After the season's over, when I know exactly the pick I'm going to get, I don't need to guess. It's not that hard to guess. It's yourselves that's going to have the first round pick anyways. 
So I guess <laughs> hit up Jacksonville, hit up all the other shitty teams that have been historically shitty. But at the same time, it's like next year's the problem because then he's going to go somewhere if he gets traded. And now all of a sudden here comes all the legal problems and it's this year that it's going to hit. He may not play for two years. And if it's bad, if it comes down as terrible, terrible legal advice or whatever, and he gets booted or jail time or whatever, you called it, Josh. He might never play again. I don't think, I think his career's over. I mean, or it's going to be one of those weird, like, Mike Vick things where he disappears for a couple of years and then comes back and he'll, you know, he's obviously one of the most talented quarterbacks in the entire league. So, I mean, there's a very good chance that he, you know, if he takes a, a hiatus and then comes back and just lights it up. But I really, I mean, Fish, to answer your question, the reason why they, they haven't traded him is because they can't. What team is going to give up draft capital or a player yeah, to true. a team where you might not get a chance to use them? That's true. It, it's just the risk is way too high. It's just, it's not worth it. And, you know, it's just, and it's a shame to have a potential career go down the drain like that because of all the alleged rapes. 22 alleged rapes. Was it rape? I don't know if it was rape. Or, well, it was sexual like assault. Sexual, but still. Like, I, don't know, man. I don't know what he was into. The, the, <laughs> fact that, the fact that Deshaun Watson allegedly probably likes to be pegged while getting massaged, which is fine. But when you're forcing women to do that stuff to you, allegedly, you know. And the thing is this, you know, I not to like victim blame or, or, or whatever, but the, and, and innocent till proven guilty. But when 22... And that's just like the ones that are accounted for. There's probably more. But when 22 have come forth, there is it safe to assume that one of them are probably true? <laughs> like It's safe to unless there are like 22 people in some conspiracy group that are conspiring against the sun watching. Like the odds of that are so slim. Yeah, it's probably true. Could you imagine you if know? it's that, though? It's 22 fucking people. <laughs> Could you imagine if it's a fucking conspiracy? <laughs> They're like, fuck this guy. Let's let's take down Deshaun Watson. Oh Christ! Y- y- he should have just gone to a regular old rub and tug place that's done by a bunch of people that won't say anything. Yeah. He's just paying cash under the table. Seriously, yeah. Or like I said before, you're Deshaun Watson. You're a young. Yeah, put it on Twitter. Yeah, just go on Twitter. And be like, who wants to peg me? And all these guys and girls and everybody will start retweeting and liking it. And and signing up for it and all those Instagram whores that are out there. You like, what are you doing, dude? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. But, uh, Oh, and then, then the last piece of news that I got here, uh, probably the biggest news is off season. Gardner Minshew can now take a dump <laughs> because Trevor Lawrence has been named the official starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars and big shocking news. It's about time. It's about time. Could you imagine not pooping for like seven That's weeks? probably why he didn't win the starting job. It's hard to do things <laughs> if you're just filled up with poop. I can't even not poop in like a 12-hour period. <laughs> Dude, I took a shit right before this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't get it. but So that'll, that'll wrap it up for news and noise unless you guys see anything else. But I think that's probably just about it. Uh, Mostert left practice yesterday and Ryan Tannehill's got COVID herpes. That's about it. Yeah, but Tannehill's been vaccinated. He'll be fine. And then Mostert's always hurt, so that's not surprising either. Yeah, yeah it's not crazy news. Just something to Ro- Rome's mention. our resident 49ers fan. He's nodding his head in agreement. Yeah, it's fucking... <laughs> when, I, when, he, when it said he went down, I just was like, oh, okay, there it is again. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> All right, moving on. We're going we're gonna to round out 
and complete our hot and bothered segment. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to it just as much as we've enjoyed telling you who's turning us on and who we do not want to go home with. Like who, who's, who's a TLC scrub, you know, who's a guy that can get no love from me. <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to wrap it up with uh, tight ends. And then we did talk about some quarterbacks, but it's our show. We're going to do whatever we want. So we're going to talk about a couple quarterbacks that got us all hot and bothered too. So let's, uh, let's start it off with the tight ends that are getting you all hot and bothered. Rome, who you got? Oh, well, I'll start with this here. So the guy that's getting me all hot and bothered that I think you can get it, just an unbelievable value, Robert Tunyon. I think Robert Tunyon, with with Rodgers coming back for at least this one last hurrah, I think we called him last year he was baby Kittle, right? He was little Kittle. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's going to be a stud this season. He's going to absolutely get it all put together. I mean, at this point, you've got Devontae Adams and who else? MVS, Lazard, Randall Cobb, Randall, Randall Cobb for the win. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Tanyan over Cobb. I think he's gonna put it together. Yep. Just the value alone is—it's too hard to pass up, man. It's beautiful. Tanyan, 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 tons of fun. Whatever his name is, he was the tight end four last year. Kind of an unknown guy. Um, he is the currently the tight end nine off the board, and you're getting him in the – he's going 98th overall, so you're getting him in like the eighth, ninth round somewhere in there. Absolute monster value of the upsides there. Um, kind of hard to hate on that. I mean, my only concern my only, my only concern about Tunyon is last year, you know, he had that one – so he had, he had 11 touchdowns, but three came in one game. And then, actually, you know, I don't even know why I'm shitting on him. I'm actually reading the stat line. It's actually Sounds like good. you won that game. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I seed. no reason to shit on him at this point. I, I withdraw my objection. <laughs> Fish, who's, who's got you all hot and bothered? All right, my tight end that has me hot and bothered is Noah Font. He does have a hurt leg right now, but I told you guys before, and I guess we still don't know the news on what, how bad his legs hurt, so I'm not taking that into consideration. If his legs hurt pretty bad, Obviously, that would change. But at right now, he is going at the eight tight end, so there's going to be a good value. He's going to be a later-round pick. I like him. I like the upside. I, th- I think Teddy Bridgewater's, you know, better quarterback play than he had last year. I'm not going to say he's better than Locke this year, but he's better quarterback play than he had last year. If he could stay healthy, because he did have injuries last year as well, I think he's going to improve drastically from what he did last year. Well, I, I think Font's huge. It looks like right here he's going 78th overall, so that's in like the middle of the sixth round. But, I mean, the upside's there. And we were just talking about Captain Checkdown Teddy Bridgewater, you know, with – because actually what's funny is before the show, we should have recorded that conversation because we were saying that Jerry Judy might be the receiver to own in Denver because, you know, he'll take those slants and those screens. But Font, you got the, the nice big mismatch right in the middle of the field. Big-bodied guy, I think he's – what is he? His, he is he's six four two fifty. So a big boy right there in the right. middle. You know, too big for a safety, faster than a linebacker. So I mean, look to look to Font all day. My biggest thing with Font too is last year he had three touchdowns. Yeah, in six hundred seventy three yards. So the the yards are there for mid range tight end. Maybe you'd want a little bit more. But if he can improve on three touchdowns and get 
seven maybe. We're projecting the offense to be better this year, right? So I could see him getting a big a big jump from there. Yeah, but that three touchdowns was still good enough for tight end eight, you know. Um, yeah, that's for what those, I mean. For those of you that are kind of new to fantasy football, tight end is a very disgusting position. Like if you essentially don't get Kelsey, Kittle, or Waller, you're you're kind of shit out of luck more or less. That's why we're trying to give you guys some of the some of the the deep guys that were. So the the tight end that's got me all hot and bothered this year is Mike Gusecki. Right now he is the tight end thirteenth off twelve thirteen somewhere around there off the board. Um, he's going one oh eight overall, which gets you him in the ninth tenth round somewhere in there. What I like about him, he was the tight end seven last year. He had 703 yards and six touchdowns. So kind of like, you know, if Font was 703 yards, six touchdowns, that's a great season. You got that with Gusecki. I feel his numbers were kind of skewed because Fitzpatrick does not throw to tight ends. He threw to Preston Williams. He threw to Devontae Parker. He did not really look Gusecki's way. Gusecki was a big name because he scored like a 98 spark score, or he was like a 98th percentile freak athlete. I mean, he's... A big-bodied guy. He's six foot six. He's two hundred and fifty-two pounds, like a big, beautiful Greek god. Like to me, not quite a Travis Kelsey Greek god, but I feel like he could be the poor man's Travis Kelsey. Now you got uh, Tua Tagovailoa, who seems to be throwing Gasecki's way. I feel if if Gusecki had, because the Miami quarterback situation, as we all know, was a total disaster last year. You know, Fitz was the quarterback for the first, was it four weeks, five weeks, actually doing really well. And then they hit the bye week. They bench him. Tua comes in. And then Gusecki started just balling out. So I feel like if he had Tua for an entire season, you know, instead of 700 yards, you know, maybe he ends up with 800, 850. And maybe instead of six touchdowns, he gets nine. I mean, that to me. And then and you're getting him so late in the draft. He's almost free. So, I mean. He's, he's got me all feeling a certain kind of way. Yeah, I, I agree with that whole assessment right there. Yeah, I'm my, my long-winded assessment. Yeah, well, that's fine. I'm a big fan of him. <laughs> yeah, I love Gusecki. So that that was your, you know, well, Rome, you had one more delicious yummy yummy. That yeah, I think, and not a lot too, of people right? really know about him, but he, he kind of he played second fiddle to uh, Kyle Rudolph in Minnesota last year, and that's Irv Smith. I think Irv Smith is primed for a just absolutely monster year this year. You got to look out. I mean, who else is around? You've got Thielen, you've got Jefferson. The middle of the field is going to be wide open for this guy. He's a speedster and he blocks in line. I mean, the guy's a stud. I think he's. I got a fun stat. You have a fun stat for Irv Smith. Yeah, you love fun stats, right? (laughs) Okay, Irv Smith. Last year, had 43 targets with 30 receptions, uh, five touchdowns. That's a he really good stat line. Literally half the target, half the targets and receptions as both the players that me and King Josh just talked about, and more touchdowns than one, and just a couple less than the other guy. If he also only played 30, yeah, and games. and he played behind Rudolph. Right. Now he's the only tight end, so you could expect those targets to go up to like maybe in the eighties, maybe see sixty, sixty five receptions and eight touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. Um well especially right now, like like kinda like we said before, tight end is such a 
wasteland of a position. You know, there's this chasm between the the top end and the bottom end. But I mean, if you can get 30 yards and a touchdown from your tight end, you're happy. If you can get 65 yards and and maybe a touchdown, but 65 yards, you're happy because especially if you're full half PPR and you're getting 10 points from your tight end, you love it. You know, take that all day. But I, I think you're absolutely right about Irv Smith. Um, you know, with Rudolph gone, that that's huge for him. And right now he is the tight end 14. He's going 120th. Probably not even being drafted in some leagues. Probably not. I mean, he's go, he, he's available in the 12th round. Yeah. So why not? While we're on the topic of tight ends, I wanted to touch on one thing. If you don't get one of the top three, try to find somebody. And you have to look up the stat. I don't have them all listed in front of me right now. Try to find somebody with a lot of red zone targets. They yeah. don't have to be a inside the 20s player because, like you said, Josh, you're happy with 30 yards and a touchdown. You want those red zone targets. Yeah, well, uh, a tight end that I actually think is kind of like a a sneaky bench stash this year. He's not. He doesn't have me all hot and bothered because I just, you know, I don't know. But I really like Jared Cook. You know, he just he just went to the Chargers. And, you know, maybe this is some me fangirling over the Chargers because I'm a Charger fan. But thing is this. Last year, Jared Cook had seven touchdowns in New Orleans. I mean, he was the tight end 18, so he wasn't, like, winning. He wasn't, like, you know, the hot commodity. But the fact that he got seven touchdowns, man, that's huge. And now he's a proven red zone big-bodied tight end who's always open for some reason. He kind of reminds me of like like a better Eric Ebron, because Eric Ebron was kind of the same way last year. Yeah. But I mean, Jared Cook is going undrafted right now. I love Jared Cook. I'm just concerned about his health and his age. But he if is he's old. healthy and good, like he's dependable. He's consistent. But hey, if you if you're like me in almost every draft except for this year, for some reason, I'm ending up with a lot of shares of high valued tight ends, but. And in the past, I just stream tight ends all year. I'll just punt the position. I'll pick up Jared Cook on a good matchup. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing with tight ends is if you are going to go with one of these riskier guys, cut him and get somebody else Yeah, that has a good matchup. It's like, why not go with one of the guys that you think has good upside and see how they pan out for the first two weeks? Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. So moving on, who are you pulling out on? Like, who's grossing you out? Rome, who do you not want to finish with tonight? Listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm pulling all the way the hell out of. I really am not a big fan of uh, Mr. Godert. I think that he's going to have a major issue this year with Ertz back healthy. They didn't trade him in the offseason, which I know he was asking for. Listen, Ertz was the man for how long? At least the last five years, or last, what, five years before last year. He was the man. He was like tight end number three, four, five, even one, I think, one year. I think he's going to come back and take a lot of shares away from Godert. I think it's going to hurt him a lot, and people are going to draft him high thinking he's he's going to be what he was last year. I just can't see that being the case. Yep. Well, you're paying a high price for, for uh, Godert. He is 79th off the board, so you're getting him in the sixth round. Um, he is the 10th tight end off the board. You know, the, the problem with, with Goddard where he's going right now, uh, let's see, it's 79. The players around him are, you know, Jerry Judy, DJ Chark, Robbie Anderson, 
Damian Harris, Devonta Smith, Tyler Boyd. You know, I would take all of those players. Give me, give me all those guys before I take Goddard. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 plus, you know, Jalen Hurts, there's kind of an unknown there because he was kind of the hot commodity at the end of the last season. But now there's been rumors they were trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. He's been looking bad in camp. So could there be trouble in paradise there in Philadelphia? Yeah. Time Probably. will tell. Uh, Fish, who are you pulling out on? Who, who are you out on? I'm out on Rob Gronkowski. I like Rob Gronkowski because he's Rob Gronkowski. He's currently going as a tight end 12. You could get Higby, Hunter Henry, or Johnny Smith. Irv Smith, that we just talked about, is going after him in most drafts. If he's healthy and Tom Brady are healthy, he's going to be Gronk. But as I stated on our, a previous episode, how long do we draft them depending upon their health staying the same? I just don't want to take that risk. Obviously, if he's healthy, he's probably a good pick. If Brady's healthy, he's probably a good pick. If they're, but it's just a risk that I'm not willing to take. So it's not a stats or a numbers thing. It's just a risk assessment. I agree with you on that. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to project Gronk. I mean, he had a good season last year with 623 yards, seven touchdowns, which is awesome for a tight end. But the problem is too, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. You got way too many mouths to feed in that offense. Um, right, that's part of even it the other tight ends on the roster. For fuck's sake, you got OJ Howard and Cameron Bright, and apparently Giovanni Bernard's a thing. And the other two running backs. There's too many mouths to feed. It's crazy. I am pulling out on, and what's funny is Rome and I picked the exact same guy, but I said it first, so I get to talk shit first. Kyle Pitts. And, okay, don't get me wrong. I really hope Kyle Pitts is outstanding. I hope he's everything everybody wants him to be. But my issue with Kyle Pitts right now is he's going as the tight end four which is insane to me. He's going over Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, which is absolutely insane to me. He, and despite me being completely out on Baltimore, I would still take Mark Andrews over Kyle Pitts because you know what it is. Uh, Kyle Pitts is going in the fourth round, which is insane for a rookie tight end. Yes. And yes, I understand he is a number four overall pick this last year five, something like that. So, I mean, he was, he was drafted very high. Julio Jones is gone. So there's going to be a lot of targets available. And I totally get that, but he is again, it's unknown. You're going to risk taking an unknown position on a player when around him, you can draft Chris Godwin, Robert Woods, DJ Moore, Mark Andrews, Cooper cup, like Tyler Lockett. Just, it's insane. Absolutely insane. The other thing is Titans Titans don't historically perform well in their rookie year. Hell, a lot of them don't perform well to their third or fourth year. True. Yes, he can, but are we it's I think it's the same as the Gronk thing. It's a risk assessment thing. I, I couldn't agree with you more, man. I and, and this is the reason I chose him as my initial guy also is is I just think he's not gonna pan out the way he's being drafted. He's the most overhyped guy coming out this year, in my personal opinion, because you're just not going to get it. I, I was super high on him when Julio was there. And by super high, I'd take that with a grain of salt here. 
I thought he was going to be more successful with Julio Jones there because how the hell can you cover him? You got Julio, you got Ridley, you got Pitts on the inside. You're fucked. You're fucked as in defense. Mm-hmm. Well, now that's not the case anymore because Russell Gage, I know you love him, Fish, but he ain't Julio. Ridley on the other side, I'm not even a big fan of Ridley personally. And now you got Pitts, uh, bro. I mean, look, like I said, I'm in the same boat as you, Joshy. I hope he's successful. I loved him at Florida. Great highlight tape and loved it. I just can't see it panning out this year for sure. And wouldn't it be great for fantasy if he was good so there's another tight end that's good so it's not just three? Like, let's get a few more. Like, I think everybody wants him to be good. It's just I don't think the value's there for where he's being drafted. Yeah, well, to to run the risk of a four, – because fourth round – you know, because everybody knows in fantasy drafts, especially redraft, the first eight rounds, nine rounds are very pertinent to your team. And if if you take someone in the fourth round and they lay an absolute goose egg, that doesn't – I mean, that might not tank your entire season, but it very well could. Especially now, if you if you took Kyle Pitts, you're probably not drafting another tight end. And then, you know, you're not going to want to drop him. So he's going to just clog a roster spot on your bench. Now you're going to be carrying two tight ends. And who really wants to do that? Like, it's just just total mess, total disaster. But that'll wrap it up for tight ends. So we're going to do a bonus hot and bothered. We're going to be talking about quarterbacks that got us all hot and bothered. Because, like I said, we, we touched a little bit on it with the consensus top 10. But, hey. Drafts are happening this weekend. We kind of wanted to let let a couple names out there again. So we'll start you off. Rome, who's got you all hot and bothered from the quarterback position? God, I love bonuses. But listen, here's who I'm hot and bothered with coming in hot this year at quarterback. And it, it goes along to what I was saying with tight ends here. I have Aaron Rodgers. I think people are – you can get him at a decent value. You don't have to spend out on him like you used to. I still think he's going to have – an MVP type season. You just saw it last year. Nothing's going to change except for he's pissed off now. He's a pissed off son of a bitch. And all he's going to want to do is prove people wrong. I think he's going to be in for another MVP type season. I mean, it's going to be greatness. I think. I agree. He's going in the, he's going 72 overall. So you're getting him in the sixth round. You know, he was the quarterback two last year which you don't hate. And like I said, you know, we, we've been saying it. It's going to be, you know, the Aaron Rodgers fuck you tour 2021. You know, what? what's not to like about that? Devontae Adams is back. Aaron Jones is healthy. Tanyan's got another year under his belt. It, it could be absolute bananas over there in Green Bay. Yeah. Fish, who's got you all hot and bothered? I'm hot and bothered by somebody who might get a little more value. Tua Tungvaloa. I just think that... Miami has done so much to build up the roster around Tua. It's really his time to shine. It's his year to say, I could be an elite quarterback or be delegated to a bench. And I have a feeling that he's going to the part where he's going to maybe not be elite, but definitely one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Well, I mean, it can only go up for him. He was the quarterback 32 last year. Now, granted, he didn't play all 16 games. Yeah, he played 10 games. Yeah, but he is going as the quarterback 18 right now. He's going 174 overall, so he's 
you're getting him in the 14th round. So at that point in time in the draft, why not take a flyer on him? You know, all his weapons yeah, exactly. are healthy. You know, they, they have a outstanding defense. Although sometimes that doesn't quite translate to great fantasy quarterback play. But, hey, you know what? The, like you said, they, they need they need Tua to prove himself. It, so. it can translate is, I think, the biggest point. And, yeah, it's it's a make or break. It's not, I wouldn't say it's make or break season for him, but it is they've built up a team for him to succeed. That's one of the few times you see a young quarterback where the roster management seems to be, do, be done correctly and they're actually be given weapons. And I, I think that that's a big benefit that we see from these young quarterbacks a lot. A lot of them aren't given weapons, yeah. and he is. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. So I'm going to – I already talked about him, but I'm going to bring him up again. Ryan Tannehill's got me all hot and bothered despite the COVID herpes. Give me your – spread me your COVID herpes, Mr. Tannehill. I'm fine with that. But I feel like the addition of Julio Jones, how does he not get any better? You know, now – because now – I mean, Derrick Henry's going to probably be – you know, it's funny. I was actually talking to director Ross about this. If this was a non PPR standard scoring league redraft, I wouldn't be surprised if Derrick Henry went one one if there was no PPR scoring just because of the upside. But Tannehill, my point being though, back to Tannehill, he's getting drafted after Jalen hurts, which is insane to me. Although his, this ADP could be changing very quick, but he's, he's going out as the quarterback uh, 11 right now. He is going uh, 100 overall, so that gets him into the eighth round. So I guess his ADP has gone up since our quarterback episode because he was in the 10th last time I said anything. But last year, he was, granted, it was unsexily, but he was the quarterback eight last year, and he was on waiver wires. And now you add Julio Jones, a first ballot Hall of Famer. It can only get, like, I mean, maybe not. So maybe, maybe the ceiling is quarterback eight, but the point being is you're getting him in the eighth round. So you now have essentially a full roster of players, although who knows, but it's also league dependent because in our home league, our big money league, that's been going on forever. Tannehill is probably not going to get drafted till the 10th or 11th round because it's all just running backs for the first 10 rounds. just running backs. No wide receivers. That's going to change this year. It's change this year. I know because we added, we added yeah, some stuff, gonna. but you know, but again, I like the value. You're not paying much for Tannehill to get a top 10 quarterback that late in a draft. Give me that all day. So, yeah, I agree. He's he's not going to be, you know, the top five fantasy quarterbacks, but for how late you get him and the consistency he's had in the past few years, especially with Tennessee, I I think he's fine. Yeah, but my, my but the thing is, those you know, you get Mahomes in the second round, Josh Allen in the third, Kyler Murray in the third, Lamar in the fourth. You know, so you're spending a lot of capital on those guys. And I can get the top. I can get the number eight quarterback in the eighth or tenth round. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah. yeah, where other people are trying to fill their bench spots. You know? Yeah. So, um, moving on. Who are you pulling out on Big Room? Who's who's who was who was at ten o'clock? At was it at two o'clock? She was a ten, but at ten o'clock she's a two. What is it? All right, listen. This this is it's ugly here. All right, I'm, I'm going to pull out of Russell Wilson. I think that Ooh. I think Russell Wilson, he's going to be one of the top guys right drafted. I just every every year, and I can't put my finger on why the fuck this is happening, but he falls off the face of the goddamn earth halfway through the season. He looks like an MVP player. I made comments on the show last year 
I make comments to my buddies that I'm talking to, to fucking Director Ross all the time, thinking, this guy's a Hall of Famer. Look at what he did week one, week two, week three last year. Guy threw, like, 12 touchdowns. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Made Tyler Lockett look like a fucking freak of nature. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the year, it's like, well, where the fuck did he go? Why Why am I not scoring 30, 30 points a game for my quarterback spot? Where'd those points go? Look, he can help you win early. I just can't see him winning you a title. And that's and for what you're paying out to get him, that shit ain't worth it to me. Yeah, you're getting him in the fifth round right now. He is the quarterback six off boards. So you're paying a lot of high capital for him. Although I just looked it up right here. He threw 14 touchdowns in the first three weeks oh last God. year. But then the problem is, if you look, the way he ended the season, it went, uh, for the fantasy playoffs, 13 points, 19 points, 18 points. A loss for you, sir. Can I make a comment on this for, as draft strategy for people to be aware of is something that I try to do is pick my team to make it to the playoffs and then be good. And I think that's kind of what Rome's touching on is, yes, Russell Wilson's probably going to be in the top 10 quarterbacks in the season, but historically, the past couple of years, he's failed you when it's the most critical. Yes. Because it doesn't matter how many games you win in the regular season if your quarterback scores subpar or any position, scores subpar once playoffs hit because you're eliminated at that point. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So, uh, Fish, who are you pulling out on? Who's gross? I'm pulling out. I'm touching just right in line with my, the last person I'm pulling out on. It's just a double pullout. I'm going to pull <laughs> out on Tom Brady. It's the same situation, right? Tom Brady's great. There's no denying it. There's no denying that he's great for fantasy. It's just that risk assessment. At some point, he's, he's going he's gonna to fall off and... I don't know that that's going to be this year, but I don't want to take that risk with him and have this be the year while he's on my fantasy team. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, Tom Brady right now, he is the quarterback 10 off boards. He is going at the seventh round. So, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty steep price to pay to where, you know, and we all know Father Time's undefeated. Is it this year? Is he throwing – helium balloons all over the field like peyton manning i don't know but you're right another point too is it's with quarterbacks it doesn't always seem like a steady decline it did it wasn't a steady decline for drew Brees, really maybe maybe a little bit of a decline but brett Favre wasn't a steady decline a lot of these quarterbacks don't have a steady decline it's they're great they're great they're great they're done just like that yeah i i totally agree with you on that and you know at at 84 off the board in that area. Now well, it's kind of thin down there, but I mean, you still, you can get some decent, you know, upside players, Debo Samuel, Robbie Anderson, Damian Harris, Devonta Smith, uh, Tyler Boyd, Brandon cooks, Matt Stafford's available. I'd rather take Matt Stafford around later than Tom Brady. That's the thing is it's it, Tom Brady's not necessarily be dra- being drafted high, but he's being drafted. And I think it's more of a player that I would want to avoid. I'd honestly rather take a Matt Ryan who's 10 years. Matt Ryan's kind of old, and he's 10 years younger than Tom Brady. Yeah. A Joe Burrow and see what you get out of him and cut him if you have to and stream quarterbacks. There you go. I just don't want 
a Tom Brady. I guess you could even Tom Brady might be in a position where you could stream too, but he's not going to be something you could cut and pick up three weeks later. Or if you're taking Tom Brady, wait three rounds and get Ryan Tannehill. What are you doing? Yeah, for real. Yeah, this <laughs> might be a good thing too. That might be the. That's a good point. Is that as much as people advise against taking a quarterback, if you are taking a quarterback who has a more risk, it might be worth it to take too. Yeah. And I'll wrap us up by pulling out the quarterback I'm out on, and I've been shitting on him all this whole offseason, Lamar Jackson. You know, he's he's the fourth quarterback off the board, which I understand. I also don't at the same time. I'd take Dak over him. But he was the quarterback 10 last year, which isn't bad. He was the quarterback one the previous year. But the point being, getting him in the third round. The third, like, third round, man, I'm getting another running back. I'm getting a, a big top-end wide receiver. I'm not taking a quarterback. Like, it, it's insane to me. The price you pay for him, although his ADP's actually dropped a little bit now that I'm looking at it. It was higher, like, a week or two. Maybe people are listening. I don't know. But it now looks like his, his ADP's now slipping between round three and four. But still, to me, that's way too high of a price to pay on a guy that threw for 2,000 yards. Yes, he runs for a thousand. That's great, but Rome, you got. Yeah, I got a question for you. When would you draft him? Like, when, where do you feel he would? Where's the value at? If you can get him, because he's got like he's going to be a stud. He's going to not be outside of the top ten quarterbacks. I just can't see it unless he gets hurt. If he's actually playing every single game, it's there. But I I understand and I feel you big time with the value. I'm not going to take a quarterback in the third round. That's fucking crazy. Most people yeah. shouldn't, but people do because they see, okay, this guy runs, he does a lot of stuff, but where's the value in your mind, in your eyes? He he probably never will. <laughs> I would consider him in like the sixth round. Okay. If he fell to six, if, if he fell to six, you, I would take it then because by the sixth round, I'd have two or three of each running back wide receiver. Yeah. And then it's like, Okay, now I have a top ten quarterback to go along with it. Yeah. That I'm okay. Yeah, but but again, circling back to what I've been saying, you can get Ryan Tannehill in the eighth to tenth round, and he's a top ten quarterback. So why, you know, yes, dual threat, cheat code, video game numbers, blah 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 blah. Third round pick, dude. God damn. Like, I mean, just just names around him. Uh, let's see. You got. Why can't I? Oh, there you, go. you got Chris Godwin, Mari Cooper, Robert Woods, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Daryl Henderson, uh, Mike Evans, Miles Sanders, CD Lamb. Like that, insane. Yeah, insane price to pay for a quarterback. Agreed. But well, I think that'll do it for us now. That was a good show, fellas. I I feel good about it. We've given you guys some hopeful, useful advice you can use. Rome won't be joining us tomorrow, but we're going to do another episode. We're going to talk about, we're going to recap some of these draft strategies. Um, maybe some, I don't know, some other news comes out. I'm not too sure, but you'll get your boys, Josh King, Josh into fantasy fish tomorrow. But Hey, again, thank you so much for listening guys. Thank you for supporting the show. Get us on the social medias at filthy F ball show on Twitter at filthy fantasy football show on Instagram. Send in your emails to filthy fantasy football show at gmail.com. That's a lot of words. But again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a good night. Good luck. King Josh, Josh the King. Good Rome. Fantasy Fish. Good one, y'all.